Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. It is your one and only host, John Harrington. Yeah, boy. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. So you guys got a lot of fucking nerve, man. Uh, you know, throwing me in uh, some sort of intergalactic prison last week. I uh, I don't know what on earth you're thinking, man. I, I if there's ever anybody that was less scroll-like, less evil alien shapeshifter, you know, it's me. It's it's your boy John Harrington. I, you know, I don't know what it takes to convince you of that. But anyway, we'll get back. Uh, if you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, it's uh, it's gonna be a fun night, man. We got a we got a great show coming up. We're gonna listen to some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're gonna try and guess each other's games with the songs and a little bit of trivia. We're gonna goof off. We're gonna have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks a theme for the next episode and plays their bonus tunes. And uh, I wasn't here last week. I was, uh, you know, breaking out of the raft, and uh, I missed. Who was the winner last week? Last week, David was our winner. Oh, fantastic. Congratulations, David. So, uh, what was that fantastic theme that you picked for this week's episode, fucking asshole? You see what happens when you're not around? Now David's <laughs> on top. Mm-hmm. Um, Only in my so, dreams. So... Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine too, buddy. So the theme for this week, uh, we are going with games not on the planet Earth. Interesting. Uh, you know, I know, what a... You know, give me a little rationale behind that theme, David. What, what was it that was inspiring you when you thought of that fantastic theme? Um... We had done a couple episodes of, like, games set in America. Like, we had done... I felt like we, we had spent a lot of time, like, on our planet, and I just wanted to go elsewhere, you know, into the stars, into another realm, into, you know, something that is not recognizably our Earth. I just, uh, I want to get out there, you know. Mm -hmm. Change of pace. It had nothing to do with slinging accusations that your most trusted and dearest old friend that maybe I was a shape-shifting alien that had no factor in your theme Wait. selection? I just thought about something. Maybe David is homesick for a place that's not Earth. Hmm? And he's like, oh, man, let's do a, a games from, you know, whatever scrolls are from. Scrollington or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cape Scroll. Yeah. Vulcan scroll, something like, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know where these things are from. I don't know. Of all the stories for you guys to make up for me to miss a show, I don't know why you went with stuff from a movie I haven't seen. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I have been a little homesick. Like, I miss Florida, where I'm from, and St. Oh. Augustine, and the human hospital in which I was born from my human mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Checks out. Yeah, no, it seems legit. So, yeah, we'll continue exploring this mystery throughout the evening. Um, we got a great show coming up, though. We got games not set on the planet Earth. Uh, we got great, uh, we got five great games. We got a great fan request this week, and uh, Johnny, who, you know, is my pick for most likely to be a shape-shifting, fucked-up alien. Uh, yeah. I think you just got to get us started, man. Let's uh, let's see what we got for game one. Game one. <laughs>
So, at the end of this game, when the main character returns to the real world, their calendar reads November 18th. This is a reference to the character's very first appearance on November 18th, 1928. everybody feeling oh, pretty good very good let's see some answers oh john Daddy. regan says castle of illusion sadly incorrect john harrington and jesse both say epic mickey which is correct Johnny, you picked the wrong game. <laughs> Shout out to our special guest for tonight's episode, Mickey Mouse. Ha <laughs> I just acquired GTD. <laughs> yeah, I think we are technically owned by them now. It's fascinating the nature of acquisitions these days. They just move so quickly. Um, yeah, nobody knew before that we were on Fox, but we were part of the deal. <laughs> look forward, look forward to us cameoing as like alien podcasters in Star Wars Episode Nine. Oh God, oh my I can't God. wait, man. Mm. 
Uh, we'll get to that later. But that's that's a whole I, other discussion. And I, I really hope they go with my original pitch for Star Wars Episode Nine of having it just be an episode of GTT. <laughs> like, we'll see, people. I'm I'm gonna pull my hair up into Ray's little like three buns in the back, you know. Yeah, gonna get Ryan Drake to play the Emperor. It's uh, yes. it's gonna be great, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So that's all coming soon, but. Uh, David, Epic Mickey, my man, this, uh, was there ever a game more targeted directly at David Fleming than a <laughs> Wii exclusive 3D platforming game in which you play as Mickey with, a, what, a magic paintbrush? Yes. Um, yeah, David, this, this feels personal to you. Yeah, this was kind of like right up my alley. Uh, Good. This game is pretty cool. Like, it's... It's weird because it's one of those games that a lot of people have kind of forgotten because it's not, I'll, I'll level with y'all. It's not great, but it's pretty damn good. Right. Because it, it's a 3D platformer on the Wii that's not Mario Galaxy. So, like, there's some control issues. There's some camera issues. None of that should be surprising to anyone. But it's still, like, a really enjoyable game. Um, just real quick, am I the only one who played this? Yes. I haven't played it. I was going to say, I'm, I'm looking at Johnny. Come on, yeah. Johnny. We called him Johnny Wee. I can't believe he didn't play this. I thought it was because he's Asian. <laughs> I thought it was because he's French. <laughs> Both of you are racist. I like it. <laughs> Where everybody uh, sucks here. Yeah. No, but for real, Johnny, he's like Mr. Console exclusive. I would have thought he would have played this. This is legit Wii exclusive, Johnny. How'd you ignore this? You know. It's pretty easy to ignore Wii exclusives when you don't have a Wii. <laughs> That's easy to say in 2019. How did you avoid Wii Mania all those years ago? <laughs> I just I just did somehow. He <laughs> he was he was busy with his nine Sega Saturns, you know. Right. And his studies. <laughs> and uh <laughs> busy with my studies. Get out of here, John. What is he, Gohan? <laughs> I got kicked the fuck out of my college. <laughs> exactly. So Johnny is totally the Gohan of Game That Tune. Uh, I'm going to go no, ahead and make, make that Game That Tune canon. John, watch Dragon Ball Z. You'll understand one day. Um, so Johnny, love your Johnny fan is, art. Johnny is Gohan, the, a Toyota Camry, and Mario Tennis Ultra Smash now, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, the three best things to be of something else. Um, but no, yeah, nobody played this, David. Okay, except cool. you, uh, and probably Bob Iger. I think he had like a very personal stake in this game. He really wanted Oswald. You know, it's funny. That was almost my trivia. Um, the only reason that they could get Oswald the Lucky Rabbit is because Disney got the rights to it back because the character was like partially shared with Universal. So they traded, I believe, a baseball commentator in order yep, to I get the rights back. Uh, I was going to say, that's the trivia that I know. Al Michaels was working for uh, ABC for like their fucking football broadcasts, and they traded him to NBC. Wait, so, so he, that's you know, why he went for fucking That's why Al Oswald? Michaels went from ABC to fucking Sunday Night Football back for in Oswald. Yeah, Oswald I mean, the Lucky Rabbit and a couple of other like assets that they own. I was going to say, there's more to it than that, but the main thing was the rights to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. It's very funny. <laughs> Because uh, I think yeah. he, he even has a quote where he's like, yeah, I can't believe they traded me for a rabbit. 
Yeah, but he like he totally wanted to. He was like you know requesting a trade, which I didn't realize you could do. At, like I didn't realize sports broadcasters could request a trade. Al Michaels isn't a fucking like you know power forward. He's a fucking broadcaster. He can just you know get a job somewhere else if he wants to. But he's like, you know, I've been thinking I'd like to uh, be doing Sunday night football. They're like, that's good because there's a cartoon rabbit we need the rights to. Yeah, yeah so like, <laughs> and the- you'll really sweeten the deal. <laughs> Have they actually done anything with Oswald the Lucky Rabbit? Like, I f- like he was in this game. He was in the other game because uh, they made a sequel to this, uh, and then the sequel underperformed, and then Disney basically shut down Disney Interactive. Um, so mm-hmm. there will never be another Epic Mickey game again, which is sad because the series had promise. Um, yeah. I believe there's merchandise of him in the parks, but like, and I I think. Oh, God, is it Get a Horse, like the Mickey Mouse short that played in front of one of the latest Disney movies? Maybe Wreck-It Ralph? I don't remember. I think he has a cameo in that. Like, he appears, but... um, Oh, is that the one where... um, It's like an old-time black-and-white cartoon that becomes like a 3D one as they pop into the theater. It's an amazing short. That was really good. It has some questionable parts, though, that were really uncomfortable involving a cow lady (laughs) well i mean part of the cartoon is set in like the 30s so you know times change i i feel like they could have just used oswald the lucky rabbit nobody would have noticed and given a shit like yeah probably (laughs) like just throw him in there and nobody would care like yeah nbc had fucking like walled him up inside an old fucking coke furnace for like 70 (laughs) years and nobody cared like if they had made an oswald game it would have been like hey wait do we own that? Should we sue them? I don't know. You know what? It's not worth it. Yeah. They should have locked him in a water tower. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. no, that brings in a whole other set of copyrights. Although, uh, Johnny, I'm, I'm glad Maniacs. you bring up that point because uh, that's how this game begins is Mickey Mouse is just kind of messing around. And there's this like model of the of the world. And he spills some paint thinner and releases the blot, who is this evil ink character from the original 30s cartoon so he has to go stop the blood in the cartoon wasteland which is a separate dimension that was created for all of the forgotten characters i like it so as you're exploring this game you find oswald the lucky rabbit you find the gremlins who are from like a world war ii video that disney made um and you're just exploring this world full of all the like forgotten mismatched disney stuff um Was was There's a, was Boris Disney? No, what was that name, guys? Was it Boris? There's some weird cartoon character named Boris or Bodis or Botto or something. You oh. talking about Bosco? Bosco. No, Bosco was not Disney. Oh. There's a there's actually a cool point where you get to what is essentially the Matterhorn, but instead of being made of like rocks, it's made of old Mickey Mouse merchandise. So, like, the music that plays is this weird, twisted version of the Mickey Mouse theme from um, the Mickey Mouse Club. Like, the whole game has this sort of dark, forgotten, twisted Disney vibe to it. The Mm -hmm. very first boss that you fight is in Disneyland. Like, the attraction for It's a Small World has this weird, like, Art Deco clock face. You have to fight the clock in front of It's a Small World, and I almost used that boss fight music because it's really cool, but it would have given it away because it's like a very twisted carnival version of It's a Small World. 
And it's a twisted message about fighting against the nature of time, man. All these old cartoons, fighting a clock, man. You know, now my question, David, you spill paint thinner to start this game. Does the story ultimately reveal that this game is perhaps a Jacob's Ladder scenario in which Mickey huffed a bunch of paint thinner and just started imagining a world and oh my god, you know, <laughs> it got all twisted and inky and full of you know monuments to him and his own past glory? Is that maybe what's happening here? I mean, it could be, but I don't think so because you do leave and like you no. do look at the model like it is something that happens. Okay, but it it ties into the main mechanic because uh, the game was done by Warren Spector and he wanted to have like a moral choice in a Mickey Mouse game. <laughs> so you have the ability to spread thinner or paint. So if you like shoot thinner at an enemy, you will destroy them. But if you shoot oh. paint, you can convert them to a friend. So you oh. can either like befriend every enemy in the game or you can just destroy everything in the game. So it's like Undertale? Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Actually, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> now, you know what would be cool is if Mickey went around touching people's faces and putting that thinner curse on them, and then you just watch them waste away as you continue on your adventure. <laughs> like, that's a different game. <laughs> I was thinking you just Thanos it and only destroy half of them. Yeah, but how would he do that, man? He doesn't have an infinity gauntlet. What are you talking about, John? You got he doesn't, too much marble on the brain. He doesn't I'm have so the infinity excited. gauntlet yet. I'm so sick of this what? shit. Th this game came out before they bought Marvel, so, you know. Exactly. What decade do you think this came out, John? <laughs> Ugh. Sorry. My contempt for your humanity is spilling out. Uh, anyway, I'm fine. Not an alien. It has this super interesting art style where, again, like everything is sort of recognizable, but just kind of off. Like there's a, a platforming section where you're kind of like jumping. It's that classic platforming thing where there's like objects suspended in like water or lava and you have to jump across them. Except it's the Jungle Cruise River from Adventureland. So there's nice. like mechanical hippos that you have to like bound off of. Like, hell yeah. You, you end up, one of the bosses is like an animatronic version of Captain Hook from Peter Pan. And they really play into like the forgotten characters because one of the other bosses is Pete. But he's dressed up in Tron armor and you fight him on top <laughs> of like Space Mountain and he throws like an identity disc at you. Nice. That's yeah, they were really pushing that, uh, the return of Tron back in uh, those days <laughs> yeah, with Kingdom Hearts 2 and... Yeah, that that actual Tron, Tron sequel legacy. they made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really wanted you. They were really trying to make Tron happen again. So, you know. It's a good soundtrack. Yeah, great soundtrack. Oh, it's got an amazing soundtrack. Yeah, that's the only thing amazing about Tron Legacy. <laughs> um, but yeah, David, uh, I think it seems like you have tons of things to say about this. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, much like a boss fight against a clock, uh, your time seems to be nearing its end. So, uh, any uh, anything else on Epic Mickey for now? Uh... No, I mean, like I said, like it's not the best controlling game, and the camera gets kind of wonky. But it had some really cool ideas, and I'm kind of sad that we're never gonna see another one. Like, because I feel like this is one of those games where if they made a third one, they probably would have like gotten it right, mm -hmm. and it would have become like a stone cold classic. But now it's just kind of like this weird cult thing. Which yeah. I guess is appropriate, considering it's a game about weird cult things in Disney's history. I was gonna say, 
So <laughs> it seems like it was destined to be a weird cult thing. So I think it really did live up to that. And uh, yeah, man, it, it's cool. I kind of wish they would re-release it in some capacity because I, you know, I was look, like, I remember I've looked at this in the past to maybe use for the show because it seems like yeah, that was a that was a thing that happened once, and it's like oh wait, it's legit a Wii exclusive. Like, <laughs> it's so weird to me when something's a straight up Wii exclusive. It's like you know they sold enough of that, but like they could they could do it again. Like, <laughs> bring it back. These games are simple. Uh, you know. I, I think people need them, but fuck Disney and their video game making division because uh, oh, it doesn't really exist anymore. <laughs> that's a whole other rant. Exactly. So post-show rant coming up. Uh, Johnny, let's keep it moving, my man. Game two. So, this game's seven playable characters include a knight, a dwarf, a magical elf, an alien, a giant robot, a healer, and a demon.
All right, guys, how you feeling? Not good. Terrible. Fantastic as always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Racking your brains hard about games with seven playable characters? Yes. Good. Let's see what we got here. Jesse says Gauntlet 12. That's wrong, you should have said Gauntlet 7. Uh, John Regan says, Zelda? It fa a game famously with seven playable characters. He's also <laughs> incorrect. And David Fleming says Secret of Evermore. Also incorrect. But he was on the right system. Uh, no, this is a different RPG for the Super Nintendo. This is the seventh saga. Huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was my favorite RPG on the Super Nintendo. It was everyone's favorite RPG on the Super Nintendo that came out in 1993. Definitely. I definitely played this at the time and didn't play Secret of Mana. Not a chance. Um, yeah, no, this, uh, <laughs> this game... It was one of those ones where I would see it on the shelf at Blockbuster and be like, I should rent that. But then I didn't, because I played Secret of Mana instead. Uh, but I did play this briefly years later, and uh, I didn't play it again in preparation for the show, because I remember this game is one of those uh, ones where they made it frustratingly hard. Apparently they famously, uh, in making it for American audiences, were like, eh, let's just fucking like, ratchet up the difficulty. Like, let's make... Normal, like, you know, you, you, you encounter a bird in a random encounter. It can kill you in, like, one hit if you're not careful. And uh, let's make it to where it takes more experience points to gain levels. Why not? Um, and I, there's a very good reason why not. Because this game actually has some really fucking cool things about it. Primarily, there's seven characters. You get to choose one of those characters at the beginning of the game. And then... You know, it's a uh, it's a game that encourages you to play it with more than one character. Like it's more that you want to play it, you know, play through more than once. Mm. So it's a terrible fucking idea that they had. Like, let's make the game really hard. It's like, no, you should make this game kind of a breeze. Like, if you want people to play it seven times, don't make it butt fuckingly hard. Like, it's that's a really <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> yeah, kind of like. Um it, it sort of reminds me of Castle Crashers, because, like, to unlock characters, you have to beat the entire game as a character. So, like, in order to unlock the whole cast, you have to beat that game, like, 40 times or something. Right. And beating the game is fun and enjoyable. Sure. But, you know, after so many times, you know, it's uh, it probably wears out. But, no, uh, Seventh Saga, unfortunately, it uh, they made it not fun and enjoyable. But, apparently, if you really get into this one... Like, it's, it's cool, because the thing that's interesting about it to me is, so there's seven characters, like I said, there's the, you know, the knight, who, who the fuck wants to be a knight, uh, you know, <laughs> the dwarf, the, you know, the magician elf, the fucking alien, you can play as an alien, he sets his fist on fire to punch people, that's dope. Dope. That's amazing. Captain yeah, there's Falcon. a fucking, there's a fucking giant robot, just like, there's a robot because it's it's on an alien world. So, yeah, sure. There was at one point a race of robots and he's one of the last survivors of that race. Sure. Why not? Uh, there's a healing guy who apparently is so bad on offense that you need to get a second party member to cover him. But once if you actually level him up, he learns a full heal spell and is essentially unbeatable. <laughs> and uh, there's a fucking like demon guy with a bunch of like black magic. And you choose your character and you start playing the game, and the, the whole thing of the game is that the king has summoned his seven people 
to go and uh, search for seven runes. And it's like, yeah, everybody bring me the runes. You know, I don't care who does it. You know, bring them to me. And he sends you all out into the world. So you choose your character. You go off on this rune search. And as you progress through the game, um, you'll see the other characters out and about. And sometimes they'll be like, hey, man, you know, like, I think we should, like, team up and go get these fucking runes. You want me to join your party? It's like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, you got the warrior in your party. And then other times, like, if you have, like, a rune or two on you, it's like you run into the demon guy. He's like, hey, good to see you guys. I'm going to fucking kill you and take those runes. And, like, you got to fight him. <laughs> and then uh, there's also times where it's like, hey, do you want to maybe, uh, you know, it's like, should we fight? Like, it gives you the option to fight. And you fight him. And, like, if you have to fight, you actually kill the other characters, and they're gone for your playthrough. Like, you could never have them in your party. Like, <laughs> so it's it's just, like, that's an interesting concept. Like, <laughs> that's weird, it's like in, yeah. infighting amongst the player characters, and you can actually, like, just kill them and never get them. And it's like... Does that theoretically like break the game? Like, what if you need like the black magic guy at some point and you kill him? <laughs> like, I feel like it, it should be something where like you beat them in a fight and you just kind of knock them out and they wake up. It's like, wow, you're pretty strong. I'm going to join you. Like, but if you straight up kill them, like, fuck. I think it's fucking hilarious. Like, yeah. I want to see these concepts applied to like the next Octopath Traveler. Like, you choose your guy, and then like you travel around, and you know this beautiful world, and occasionally you have to kill one of the other main characters. <laughs> like, I I want there to be like an RPG that has you know twenty different multiple endings based on choices you made, and one of them is like you get to the final boss and everything, or like the temple, and you're trying to open it with the keys. Like, oh, you're one key short. You killed this character. <laughs> you can't save the world. Game exactly. over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I fucked it. up, man. The the real power was friendship. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. Damn it. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, the game looks fun, but apparently it's just, like, too fucking hard. Um, you know, I like, I've been watching videos of it and prepa uh, preparing for the show, and, like, you know, it, it, they, they do a really cool thing with the SNES graphics, uh, where like you're walking around the overworld, and uh, if you get into if you get an encounter, you know it's a top-down thing. You're walking around. Um, Jesse probably knows best. It looks kind of like Final Fantasy VI or whatever, kind of a you know big weird overworld. But if you have an encounter, the screen rotates in and like tilts, and so like the map you've been walking around in becomes like a 3D thing, and the characters like pop up out of it. It's it's a nice little effect for uh, for the Super Nintendo days, but. Uh, as a result, the world's kind of, like, bare. Like, you're walking around a lot of deserts and a lot of flat places. But it's still, it's, like, kind of cool. Uh, and, the, you know, the monsters are grotesque. And, uh, you know, it, it looks cool. And it seems like these concepts should be another things. Like, you know, the, and the, like, you're not just collecting MacGuffins. It's not like the runes do nothing. The Like, if you get the wind rune, it gives you, like, a strong new spell or something like that. Like, every rune actually powers you up and keeps you, uh, you know, makes the game a little easier. But, like, apparently the game's just a fucking, it's a nightmare. But it just seems like there's good bones in there, man. It's made by Enix. Like, you know, they got some ideas. They just need some polish, man. <laughs> like, I would, you know, I'd like to see some of these in, like, a fucking, like, a, a more a Final Fantasy or a Secret of Mana setting. Like, a Secret of Mana game with seven characters where you have, like, active battles and kill other main characters. Like, you know... I think I'm just really fixated on the possibility of killing other characters. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, don't 
I don't want you playing on my team on any shooters or anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I hate doing that. Uh, but if it's part of the game, like if I have to do it, I guess, you know, it's like, oh, well, the demon guy didn't give me any choice. He said to hand over the runes. I'm not handing over the runes. I'm, you know, I'm going to be the guy that collects all seven runes. Like, I'd love to work on a team, but no, I got to, yep, now I got to kill him. Like, <laughs> the game forces your hand. You know, it, I don't think, you know, it's, it's like, is it like, uh, like the Disney thing where there's does, a moral choice? No, there's no moral choice. You just have to kill the guy. <laughs> like, does it actually force your hand or are you just choosing? It's like, hey, I need that rune. Oh, I don't know. I guess I got to kill you. Yeah, no, the funny thing was the one, the video I was watching, like, uh, the person ran into like one of the fucking, like, you know, the elf guy or whatever. And it's like, hey, you know, uh, so-and-so, like, I haven't seen you since we left on the quest to find the runes. You look like you're stronger now. Do you think you could beat me? And it gives you, a like, a thing, yes or no. And the person chose no, and that's what initiated the battle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, no! <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, man, you're looking pretty good. You think you're up for a fight? No. Okay, then, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Oh, no! <laughs> I don't think I can beat you. Well, then I'm gonna win this fight. Exactly. Huh, no! Give me those motherfucking runes. <laughs> I said get those fucking runes off. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the game looks fun, man. I uh, I would like to see uh, more games in which you get the option of choosing a main character to start the game, and then you have to like take out the other characters. Like That seems mm. like a really fun idea. Like Imagine so, uh, if they had that in Epic Mickey. You had to John. kill all the other Disney characters. Oh, God, killing Goofy. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna need that rune gun. Gorge. John, John, you're sitting here. It's like you, you you want a game where you're presented with a cast of characters. You choose one, and then you have to kill the other ones. I'd like to introduce you to the genre called fighting games. Yes, I think yes. it's right up your alley. Yes, but fighting games aren't RPGs. And... So seldom do you get runes. I want so a game with runes and killing other characters in an RPG setting. You know. But you have to make it look like an accident so that you don't get caught. Yeah, and exactly. so like you're just like, man, our party just keeps getting uh, smaller and smaller. What's the deal? And you're like, I don't know. Mm. Man, you sure you got like five runes in your hand. What's the story there? Oh, I'm just good at collecting runes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they all sucked at it. <laughs> I like the idea of you have to kill these characters, but make it look like an accident. So every time you go to an item shop, instead of buying potions, you buy like banana peels or like <laughs> comically large anvils. <laughs> I was going to say like poison, but nope, not an accident. <laughs> you shop exclusively uh, at Acme. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this uh, this world's not that cartoony, but you know, I think I think it's cool, man. They need a Seventh Saga needs to be revisited, but uh, yeah, man, uh, it's a cool game uh, with some interesting uh, ideas. And uh, I gotta tell you, by the end of this episode, I'm gonna kill one of you and take your rune. So uh, let's just uh, let's just keep it going, and we'll find out where this night's headed, man. What? No, I don't want to do that. No, I'm ending the show now. I don't want to die. What is this? No, see, you said you were said you were going to end the show. That means the show has to keep going. You idiot! You chose the wrong dialogue ah, ah, option. Fuck! You're right. Ah. Game three.
All right. Um, Olaf from the Lost Vikings makes an appearance as a secret character in this game. That hat trick button ready to rock. <laughs> See, we got John with rock and roll racing. We got Johnny with rock and roll racing. We got David with rock and roll racing. That is correct. So yeah, this game is. Fuck yeah. It's really good. <laughs> like, they this game really needs a remake of some kind. Because, like, I, like if the people that make Rocket League made a rock and roll racing, it would oh. be the best game in the oh fucking world. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, play. Yeah. Just Rocket It'd be League perfect with, for Switch. Just Rocket League with the same soundtrack would be amazing. That yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, Rock and Roll Soccer League. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Any game with Born to be Wild in it would be amazing. Yeah. It's funny, for a second when that first song started, I thought it was China Grove by the Doobie Brothers. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then it said it, I'm like, oh, wait. That makes way more sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I immediately knew what game it was. Tim and Jeff Fallen were the uh, composers on this, so they arranged all this stuff. I love those Fallens. That's why the guitar sounds so good. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I was thinking about it. it's like man fucking you know pretty cool that like Tim Fallon Tim and Jeff Fallon composed this I'm like it's not really composed though they just kind of did the arrangements but from what I uh, from what I think I know of you know, Tim and Jeff Fallon's like interest in video game music that like I think after a point Tim Fallon just wanted to make like like figure out how to make like like any sound possible with like the fucking computer chips like he's not so much like a music composer as he is a sound programmer and it's like hey tim we need you to make fucking uh you know born to be wild on the super nintendo 
fuck yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> gladly. <laughs> so, good, good soundtrack. Uh, I never played this though, man. It's uh, it looks fun. You know, it lo- looks fun for a Super NES racing game. Yeah, it's 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 pretty fun, and um, it doesn't seem all that difficult at first, too. So like. You can play it for a while before you start feeling, just, you know, get kicked in the dick. There's a bunch of cool uh, upgrades you can do to your car. Like you can uh, have better, more weapon charges and you can have more jumps. Um, let's see, like the weapons in it are kind of basic, but for a Super Nintendo car combat game, you had like, you could shoot like lasers out. Um, you could drop oil behind you. And um, you could like jump over stuff, but you could also accidentally jump off the track. Nice, <laughs> nice. Love great. that. Yeah, man, this should be like a fucking series, man. This should, like rock and roll racing should be like fucking Mario Kart. Like it's a winning formula. Like fucking simple, like battle racing. You know, four players probably nowadays more like eight, and fucking rock and roll covers. I mean, what's the problem? <laughs> like, why isn't this a thing? <laughs> Every couple of years. Yeah, I don't know. Is it because rock music sucks now? I think it just keep re- releasing, like, I don't know, either maybe in the same racing game, but a new soundtrack, or just some entirely different game, but this same soundtrack. Because honestly, <laughs> Paranoid by Black Sabbath, that goes with everything. Yeah, you're right, it kind of does. <laughs> Can you imagine playing Street Fighter to Paranoid? <laughs> I think we all probably have at some point, but yeah, I mean, for it to actually be in the game would be a different story. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, man. I think, uh, yeah, they should do that, man. But, you know, I'm just saying, like, I guess, you know, even though rock music sucks these days, there's plenty of classic rock they could fucking keep pulling from. I mean, like, it seems like an untapped market, like, you know, greatest hits compilation programmed into an SNES sound chip, <laughs> and, uh, you know, with, with some battle racing. I mean, it sounds fucking great. That way, when you when you play it, your parents won't get so upset with what you're what they're hearing on the TV. Exactly. God, actually, yeah. This this game is like kind of pointed at my dad. Like, he uh, the only time he ever played any like video games with me, it had to be a racing game, and it had to be a somewhat realistic racing game, which I think for him in this case would have been overcome by the classic rock soundtrack. Like, John, this isn't Kyle Petty's NASCAR for the Super NES. <laughs> now, I know, Dad. I know, but. Check it out. Black Sabbath. It's it's like that. Uh, it's like it's kind of like RC Pro Am, but also the cars can blow each other's up, and there's fucking you know Steppenwolf on the soundtrack. <laughs> like, um, okay, I'll give it a shot. Like, I think I think this it's, uh, game probably won some dads over. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably you know, realistically, he would. Nothing played. like tricking your dad to play video games with you. <laughs> so I'm saying, man, that's that's what I spent my childhood doing, like seeking his approval, and the only way I know how is to get him to play a video game with me. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's tough your to dad explain to dads cool the really appeal of video games. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, this game looks fucking cool. It really should come back. It seems like it'd be just you know, I don't know would have ported it forward to like phones by now i don't know like, just you know it's too much of a slam dunk you know I, simple I racing really, battling rock music slam dunk <laughs> i really wish these kind of like there were more of these battle racer games because the only thing we kind of have is like mario kart like there there should be more competition in this genre 
Well, yes. there's gonna be a new Sonic Racing game soon. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be good. Yeah, but I don't know how I feel about that because it was like Sonic and all of the Sega characters, and then they said, "Yeah, fuck all the Sega stuff. Let's just do Sonic." I... Yeah, that makes me really want to see the results of that big poll that Sega did a while back. Like, what do you guys want? And it's like we've decided it's Sonic Racing, not Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing. Like, what? <laughs> like, we'd really Who the like fuck to said they new... didn't want all the other Sega things? <laughs> we'd really like to see, you know, a new Streets of Rage, a new Panzer Dragoon, and a new Shenmue. Oh, cool! We're gonna make more Sonic games. Yeah. Well, what? there's Shenmue 3 coming out, and, and there's uh, Streets, Streets of Rage 4. Which mm-hmm. looks so, fucking uh, great. You know what they need, though, in those games? Battle racing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Streets, need of, a... Streets of Battle Racing? I'm Ooh. saying, just have it be an, an alternate mode. I'm so pissed that there were two, like, Sega kart racing games, and in neither of them do you get to play as any of the Streets of Rage characters in a cop car. Like, yeah. that was fucking teed up for you people. Yeah, was there even a, a level called Street of Rage? No. And, I mean, isn't there the There wasn't main even a crazy taxi name? level, and, I mean, that yeah. shit writes itself. Dude, I would have loved to have... Uh, I know fucking the Crazy Taxi. The first Crazy Taxi City, like the back of my hand. I could have raced that shit. That would have been good. Mm. But, you know, also... Is records. It, isn't the first... Like, the main character in Streets of Rage name Axel? He, yeah. You know, he's part of a yeah. car. Yeah. It just, you know... Yeah. It makes sense. And there's a character in Crazy Taxi named Axel, so you could have an alternate costume kind of situation or something like that. Oh, my God, yes. It's true. And then you could bring in the Kingdom Hearts Axel and really confuse the situation. Oh, God. And the one from Mega Man X5 or 6? No, he's sure. in X. No, he doesn't come in until X7 or 8. 7, okay. The and to bring it into BS. rock and roll racing, obviously, fucking yeah. Axl Rose. Like, <laughs> yeah. God, Axl Rose racing would be high-pitched and full of itself, but oh. probably really good. Oh, would like, be great. Yeah. Oh, and all the characters are from other planets. Right. Yeah, you race like on uh. different planets and stuff. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, thank you for addressing the theme because this is all earthly music. <laughs> but, uh, man, that's, that's pretty fucking good. No, because heavy metal yeah. comes from the underworld. Oh, yeah. that's true. You know, does hell count as part of Earth? <laughs> I do like the idea of a bunch of aliens getting together for a race and playing nothing but classic rock and metal tunes. Like, what's this? I don't know. I found it on the radio waves. I thought it sounded pretty cool. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. By my estimate, it's uh, several million light years away from a uh, well, probably dead planet, but the music's pretty good. <laughs> like, so I'm looking up the track list for this game, by the way, you guys. And I just want, I want to go over this track list real quick, and I want you guys to tell me, is is this metal? All right. <laughs> so, is this a lightning round? No, just a very quick, you know, informal. <laughs> like, Bad of the Bone by George Thorgood. Is that metal? No. No. Oh, okay. or, no, I, or like, rock, I'm sorry, rock and roll. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Born to be Wild by Steppenwolf, rock and roll. Yes. 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 Highway Star by Deep Purple, rock and roll. Yes. 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 Paranoid by Black Sabbath, or I think in this case, technically, yes. technically it's the Megadeth cover or whatever, but whatever. Rock and roll. Still. Yes. Yes. Radar yes. Love. Is that rock and roll? Yes. Yeah, fuck it is. <laughs> Peter Gunn theme by Henry Mancini. I don't know that that's technically rock and roll, but it's an awesome song, so it gets a pass for being in this game. Yeah, I'm sorry, though. 
Uh, no, I, th that one's lost on me. <laughs> but Googling hey, it, every... it appears that someone's playing it on a French horn, so I'm going to go, no. <laughs> every blind squirrel finds a nut. Uh, you know, still. Uh, God, yeah, I'm confused. Why'd you do that, John? I, I didn't know about the Peter Gunn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that I could be... see, like, a rock version of that song, but Maybe. I don't imagine that that song is rock and roll by itself. It's got to be, I, like, it's got to be I famous could... in fucking England or something. It's got to be, like, a fallen thing. Like it's, they just I bet to... Rick Wakeman did something with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Peter Gunn. Oh, Thank yeah. You. Original language, English. It's from England. That's a, I was going to say, sorry. it's like, wait a minute. Am I the only one who here who knows the Peter Gunn theme? Yes, David, of course you are. You're the only one here that grew up in the late 50s. We've established that. I think I know it, but David, if you could hum a few bars of it, that would be a huge help. Fucking scroll. Oh, God. See, because immediately I'm thinking of the, the bass line, like... Dun, 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 yeah, that's it. Pink Panther? Da, da, da. It's it's more of like a jazzy bluesy song. Yeah. It's like a I think about like detectives yeah. and spies yeah. and stuff. Like I could imagine okay. a, a a rock cover of it, but the song rock itself noir. is not rock and roll. It's very not rock and roll. With a name like Peter Gunn, how could it possibly be a detective or a spy show? I don't understand. Um anyway, uh great fucking game, great soundtrack. Thoroughly filled with bangers, I guess possibly including the Peter Gunn theme by Henry Mancini. Um, Jesse... Henry Mancini made the pink, the um, baby elephant walk. Like, he gets a pass for anything. Yeah. See, another rocks harder than baby elephant walk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. That's, that's how you all. get the sequel to this canceled. You know, they, they went with Henry Mancini racing. It's like, no, you idiot. It was rock and roll racing. Oh, I play the fuck. shit off Henry Mancini racing. All I want is a hard rock cover of Baby Elephant Walk. Yes. I hope that exists on the internet somewhere. And a Henry Mancini theme racing game. Like, this needs to happen. But anyway, um, Jesse, anything else on uh, rock and roll racing? No, it's just a pretty good game. Check uh, it out. Excellent. I think we should. Johnny, what do we got coming next? Game four.
So, as far as I can tell, this is the first game in the series to feature dismemberment. So, how are you guys feeling? <laughs> pretty? Okay. I know Johnny seems to be feeling pretty good. Johnny, you're on mute. And I can't, I cannot hear John. 
Yeah, that's better. Based on the announcements that they were making earlier this week, I think I know where Jesse's head's at. Let's see. John says Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Yes, I got the game before. Uh, before <laughs> Advanced copy, right? <laughs> uh, Star, uh, David says Star Wars Battlefront Two. No. Uh, and Johnny says Knights of the Old Republic. Nope. Sorry. Uh, it is Jedi Outcast. Huh. I'm not familiar with this is one. It, really. Is it the one from it, Atlanta? No, no, not that one. Oh, I was, fuck. I've played it, this. The one where you play is Andre 3000. <laughs> Jedi Andre 3000. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing that exists, but it needs to be a thing that exists. Yeah. No, if this was Jedi Outcast with a K, count me all the way in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shake the lightsaber like a Polaroid picture. Exactly. Drop some bombs over... Uh, uh, Alderaan. No sure. way. <laughs> give me a give me a B planet, Jesse. <laughs> Bespin. Yeah, bombs over Bespin, baby. <laughs> uh, um, Which um, Lando Calrissian's in this game, and it's voiced by Billy D. Williams too. So that's even cooler too. That's great. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Billy D. needed a paycheck. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> that that's really great that they got him. So uh, so Jedi Outcast. Uh, I'm guessing that's why you can dismember people. You were kicked out of the Jedi Academy for dismembering people. <laughs> that's not like, I mean, it's just it's it's just because one of the primary weapons is a lightsaber, and they tried to make the lightsaber combat fairly accurate, and so chopping people's limbs off seemed pretty accurate. And, yes, uh, a big part of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you can. You can really fuck up some stormtroopers in this game. It'd be pretty great if um, like C-3PO's like, you really have to be careful around Master Luke. He's very sensitive about dismemberment ever since he got his robot hand. They, <laughs> so. they really, they really like went all out with the lightsaber because like you can like touch it against the walls and it'll leave like a trail and stuff. In fact, like uh, I remember there was like a commercial or some magazine and it just showed like this big like molten metal scar along the wall, and then like you could just see the back of Kyle Katarn holding the lightsaber down, and that was like their big thing. It's like you can fucking cut all sorts of shit with this thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. They, you know, they promoted the same way they promoted uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. <laughs> like, yeah, kind of. Cut everything. <laughs> can you though? I definitely played this game. Um, I, <laughs> oh, we're just getting I, back to that. Hey, David. <laughs> well, because I remember um, my grandmother actually bought me this game for the GameCube because she knew I was a Star Wars fan. And I remember, like, popping in and everything. It's like, okay, you know, you pick up your blaster, like, and one of the first missions, you're, like, trying to invade a base or something. And I was using my blaster and, like, trying to shoot out stormtroopers or whatever. And then I realized you could bust out the lightsaber. And the lightsaber was, like very accurate because you could deflect blasts you could chop off limbs like wait why why would i ever use a blaster like this lightsaber is amazing <laughs> sometimes the blasters do come in handy because i've been playing it again i've caught the star wars fever um for some strange reason i was gonna say but why <laughs> for, for <laughs> no reason in particular yeah and uh but yeah, there's situations where snipers have their disruptor rifles and you gotta, you know, snipe back because you can't deflect their 
shots or uh they're just too far away for you to make the distance but uh yeah lightsaber most of the time is pretty great yeah and with the force powers you can push people off ledges and stuff Mm. um eventually you get your dark side powers back because like the thing is is kalkatarn is this dude um he was in the other jedi knight games i don't know if you played any of those johnny because you're PC gamer, and I, I picked the time when you were gonna yawn. Sorry, I have but. not actually played any other <laughs> Star Wars uh, Jedi Knight games. Really? Got, Damn, got Johnny really showing that interest. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so he he had he'd been a Jedi and he fell to the dark side and stuff and came back. So like he's more of like a gray Jedi. So like he's kind of like that's why he's the outcast because he's not quite a bad guy. He, like, really, he's not a bad guy at all. It's just sometimes he decides to force choke a motherfucker, you know? As one does. As you do. That. He's in the gray yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. So. He has to kill a bunch of wolves with, uh, you know, broken bottles strapped to his hands. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, man. You're going to say the gray area and not take my Liam Neeson in the gray reference? <laughs> Oh, okay, I got you. You know now. the movie where Speaking Liam Neeson of... crashes into a mountain, and uh, the movie ends with him having to like make fucking stinger gloves out of broken bottles to punch wolves. Jesus uh, hey, Christ! May- maybe we shouldn't talk about Liam Neeson in any gray areas right now. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, master of the gray area, <laughs> fucking Liam Neeson. Jesus. Uh, see, I thought uh, you were gonna go in a different direction. Of maybe we shouldn't talk about Liam Neeson and Star Wars together. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was in that too. Yeah, no, <laughs> no gray area there. <laughs> yeah. well, he um, got fucking killed. <laughs> He did. God, I hope he shows up in episode nine. Like oh. they said, you know, Oh my God, that'd be yeah. crazy. Every ghost. Yeah, yes. no. <laughs> every ghost is here. Sakurai shows up. He's like, every ghost is in Star Wars. I, I sincerely <laughs> hope there's a shot where they have like all of the Force ghosts, and there's the Sebastian um, ghost, and then also like the Hayden ghost, and they both kind of look at each other like, wait. Yeah. What are you doing here? Like, yeah. hold on. <laughs> I think it'd be great if they revealed, you know, that trailer. Everybody's like, oh, my God. You know, Ray cut a fucking TIE fighter in half and the Emperor's back. It's like, what if that was Liam Neeson laughing at the end of the trailer? Oh, <laughs> oh <my goodness>. <laughs> well, that'd be confusing because uh, the guy who plays the Emperor got on stage afterwards and said, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> what if Ian McDiarmid is playing fucking Qui-Gon now? How about that? <laughs> they wanted to get Liam Neeson, but he's busy with Taken 6. So they got yeah. Ian McDermott to play Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> or, I mean, seriously, people act like fucking Mark Hamill's not in those movies, and that couldn't be his laugh. Like, he's not also the Joker. Like, what if Luke Skywalker is cackling, cackling sadistically? Yeah, it's like, I'm dead now. <laughs> I did see a, a cool picture of the Joker with a lightsaber. So. Yeah! I was going to say, even better, they just have a lineup of every Force ghost, and at the end, it's just the Joker. Like, what? <laughs> and he blows Hayden Christensen's head off. <laughs> Uh, it's bound to happen, right? I mean, the Joker is the most Jedi outcast of them all. <laughs> like, um, uh. Anyway, yeah, so Joker outcast, uh, Jedi outcast. 
<laughs> is that the name of the new uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie? Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Nobody that likes thing. that man, so he needs that to become the weird. Joker. You know, instead of being a fucking school shooter, he becomes the Joker. <laughs> See, that's the, that's the secret, is in the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, instead of him just going mad himself, it's just Mark Hamill's force ghost of the Joker that pushes him to madness. <laughs> exactly. He's seeing visions, and it's Jedi's, and it's, it ultimately drives him insane. <laughs> Like, you say you want this, but could you imagine if that was the movie? Like, I would like, love it. What the hell is this shit? Just what saying, it'd be doing? a commentary on the proliferation of Disney and all these fucking IPs. It's like somebody's haunted by the visions of everything Disney makes now. It's just like, you know, it's the Simpsons and fucking, like, Deadpool and, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn just fucking with him the whole time. And it drives him to madness. It makes sense. Like I would, I would legitimately love that if that was the movie, but only if it's, like, a CG 3D animated version of the Batman the Animated Series Joker, voiced by <laughs> Mark Hamill. I'd only watch uh, Disney uh, would do Joker it. Outcast if it had the song Bombs Over Bat Caves. Oh, mm, Johnny, that sounds like a Mario 2 sound, my man. <laughs> uh, you know, don't pull the cave out unless you plan to bang. Um, <laughs> you know what, Johnny? I'm going to go yeah, a so step anyway. further. I was, I was very proud of that. Johnny, give yourself a my man. My man. We're going to have to get some Outcast songs on the soundboard. <laughs> Anytime we reference Jedi Outcast now, we'll play all of Bob's Over Baghdad. Uh, no. John, let's uh, be real. Anytime anyone says anything, you will play all of Bob's Over Baghdad. going to be good. <laughs> Just give me a reason. Give me a fucking reason. <laughs> like, Welcome to Game That Dude. Bob's Over Baghdad. Yeah. God, we just need those bells as the intro. That's just, yeah, that'd be good. Mm. Anyway, Jesse, uh, yeah, what else uh, about Jedi Outcast? Uh, anything? Fantastic dismemberment game starring uh, Grey Boy, Kyle Katarn? Yeah, it, you know, it still holds up pretty good. I'd say check it out. Um, I'm not sure if the multiplayer is still there, but it had really fun multiplayer. Um, people just turn on only lightsabers and just have wacky lightsaber bats all day. Dude, yeah, it's like the ultimate version of Slappers Only. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Slappers Only, but I'm slapping with a lightsaber, so you're dismembered. <laughs> like, uh, sounds great, man. Awesome. Um, yeah, if there's nothing else, then uh, Johnny, I think it's time, man. I think it's time to keep it going to Game 5. Game 5. Bye. 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 Bye.
revealed just before the scams released that uh, 90s child star Macaulay Culkin actually served as an executive producer on this game.
guys i'm ready to see your answers you've all been ready to show me answers since the first song i think all right waiting on john john you're still on mute uh everybody says toe jam and roll back in the groove which is correct toe jam and earl back in the groove John, Toe Jam and Earl takes place Arc. on what planet? Fuck. Go ahead and just <laughs> game over me. <laughs> it's on Earth, oh, isn't it? fuck. I, I mean, yeah, I mean it's Earth. Earth and like, is it really Earth? Because you take elevators between levels on Earth and I don't think we do that on a day-to-day -day basis. I can't just take an elevator to another level of our planet. They do call it Earth, though. At the end, you go to Funkotron. That's not Earth. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not a panic on Funkotron. It's they're back in the groove because they're back on Earth. But at the it's end of the game, Earth, you it's go not home. any Earth I recognize. Yeah, it's not my it's, Earth. Yeah, my Earth isn't composed of like floating islands and utter weirdness. But uh, that you know of. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, sheeple! It's, uh, it's a toe jam and Earl world out there. <laughs> this is toe jam and Earl back in the groove. It's a great game. It's mostly based on toe jam and Earl one. It's got a few things to toe jam and Earl two. The soundtrack is fucking amazing. But honestly, John, yeah, it's good soundtrack. I will honestly not blame you if you want a game over me on this one because I think I really did fuck up. <laughs> that that absolutely is going to be our next episode's calculating computer of what planet does this take on? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck me. It's like I don't the have... first line on the, the main webpage says Toe Jam and Earl have crash landed back on Earth. A funky fresh roguelike adventure. <laughs> yeah. I don't live on a roguelike planet. It's uh, <laughs> damn it, man. Yeah, uh, you know, because I almost wouldn't mind talking about it. It's uh, you know, it's a it's a game that exists. It went through development hell. I got rescued by Macaulay Culkin of all people. It makes um, sense. He's a big retro gamer. Sure, why not? I believe yeah. it. He loves. He um, tweeted a picture of him like instead of watching the Oscars, playing Toe Jam and Earl. Like, he's That's a pretty big dope. fan. Well, yeah, he, he was pr promoting the fucking game that he produced, John. Of course he tweeted that. Okay. Well, not at that time. Yeah, at the yeah. time, I don't think it was an, ex uh, an EP yet. I think that's what made him become an EP, was he tweeted that image, and the game uh, and asked him for was money. like, hey, man, <laughs> you want to come out and see what we're doing? Give us some money? Yeah. Please. Please, Coke. We need the money. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, it, lo it looks fun. But I don't like the original Toad Jam and Earl, so I'm not going to buy this. Johnny, it's, have you actually played this yet? Yes. So off okay. the bat, it's way uh, it's way better than the original Toad Jam and Earl. 
Um, That's good. Because the, the original Toe Jam & Roll is like hard as fuck. This game, they decrease the difficulty just enough to where it's a little more fun to play. Right? Good. Like, same basic concept. You're walking around, you're collecting gifts, but you have stats you can boost as you play the game. So as you level up, you can boost your speed, you can boost your life, like whatever. Um, and you, it, it, it's just an overall easier experience because in the original game, leveling up didn't really mean a lot, except every once in a while you got like an extra life and that was about it. Uh, this game, it actually means something. Um, and they, it's, like I said, it's easier, but it's not like, like, baby easy it's just just enough they tweaked it just enough to make it sure. a lot more fun to play good very good have you tried the co-op i have not tried the co-op uh i've just done the single player it's got unlockables it's got think like you can unlock more characters you can unlock hats for your characters uh, and the hats give you like powers and things like that um it's got references on references on references to the first couple games uh like the very first thing I did as soon as I got the rocket skates, I dropped all the way back down to level one and then found the island in level zero and, you know, I hung out in a hot tub with hula girls. I'm like, classic, <laughs> like straight. <laughs> this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. What like unlockable it. characters are there? Uh, let's see. So you can uh, unlock Earl's mom <laughs> and then you can unlock two new characters. Finally. I forget who they are exactly. There's nobody like I mean come on it's so jam and roll like you start you get uh like Jason Lee <laughs> no no Jason Jason Lee oh that'd be that'd be good um from my name is Earl yeah no I I, I, I picked up on that <laughs> I was like, just imagining from like Alvin Jason the Lee I was, I was just imagining Jason Lee from like Mallrats because he kind of fits into the that'd vibe cool of too. the game. Yeah. yeah. Brody, Jabe, and Earl. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you got to fill this with Coke, no ice. Um. So you start the game with, uh, you know, modern Toe Jam, modern Earl, classic Toe Jam, classic Earl. Uh, and then two new characters they added. I forget their names. And then uh, and then the unlockables. <laughs> Not are, important. Yeah. The unlockables are Toe Jam, or Earl's mom, which I immediately unlocked because that's pretty great. Is her name just Girl Earl? No, I gotta look that up again. I think I just remember being Earl's mom. That her it's name bad. might be Earl's mom. Nice. Yeah. No, John, I was just letting you say all this because I was trying to find the game over sound, and I don't have it on my soundboard anymore. So, um, you're gonna have to game over yourself. Game over. I don't want to say I thought this might happen, but I think we have an extra game prepared.
All right, so this game was disowned by its original developer, and its creators changed the name of the game's main character, citing real-world concerns over uh, a, a game connected to this uh, particular person, uh, leading to this game being released as a sequel with no official prequel. How you guys feeling about this fantastic bonus game? So good. Let's see. Um, Jesse says Smokey and the Bandit in space. Sadly incorrect. David says Goonies 2, which I, I never played, but I'm not actually sure if it does take place on Earth. And John Regan is fascinatingly close. He says Mike Tyson in space. <laughs> See, that's the thing, John. They cut Mike Tyson out of this game. This I didn't is, think this game was ever released. This is Power Punch 2, a.k.a. Mike Tyson's intergalactic Power Punch. Oh, my God. Um, I get the point. I'm going to give it to Johnny. I, Johnny gets the point. <laughs> okay, I... For the record, I knew this was a thing. I just didn't yeah. think it had ever been released, so I didn't guess it. No, it really did come out. It came out as Power Punch 2, a sequel to a game. You know, there's no Power Punch 1. Um, and it's got a guy, it's got a pretty distinct-looking black boxer on the cover who's not Mike Tyson. He's tough guy Mark Tyler. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, I can't believe they thought this was a good idea. This was originally being produced by Nintendo as an actual bona fide sequel to Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Yeah, I remember, like, because the idea was, like, Mike Tyson, he's, like, <laughs> he the greatest box. Earth. He's the greatest boxer on Earth, so he goes to space, like... Again, I didn't know that this came out, but I've seen <laughs> screenshots, like development screenshots, where, like, it's the same basic setup of Punch-Out, where, you know, you've 
got the one character in front, the one character behind, and everything. But yeah. there's like an alien whose bottom half is like a UFO flying saucer. Like, yeah. this game is nuts. No, it's crazy. It's fascinatingly bizarre. Cause yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I I think I'm, I'm trying to rationalize how they would like. Okay, so in Mike Tyson's Punch Out, you're Little Mac fighting against giant men, and Mike Tyson is like the ultimate strong guy. And it's like, okay, well, how do we make Mike Tyson seem small and have it make sense to be playing him in the Little Mac position? Oh, he'll just fight aliens. Sure, why not? <laughs> like, who's realistically larger than Mike Tyson? No one on this planet. Huh? So, better go to space. <laughs> and uh, Space! Thank you, John. How many times? All <laughs> night long. Yeah, um... But yeah, and you, you fight a bunch of fucking bizarre aliens and things. Um, it's not really the same as Punch-Out, because it looks like a shittier version of Punch-Out. Like, you, you move side to side, and like I think you can kind of move just like all the way along the horizontal axis uh, to try and punch the guy. And like the rounds are a minute long, and, you know... Like it's it's kind of like Punch Out, but you're fighting fucking aliens, and it's not it doesn't have the fun kind of puzzly aspect of fucking Punch Out. Like I just I think the videos I've seen, it's just literally like punch. You know, if you have an opening, punch and try and win the fight, and it looks fucking horrendous. And yeah. I just find it so funny they didn't ditch this game entirely. Like Mike Tyson was convicted of raping somebody. And they were like, well, we can salvage this. Like, <laughs> it's not going to make any sense. It's going to have a numeral on it, even though there's no Power Punch 1. It still looks like Mike fucking Tyson on the cover. You know, and apparently they also had to cut Don King out of the game. Don King signed oh, on to be in the game, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How could you imagine a Don King in 8-bit? Yeah, I'm saying, it, you know, the hair's, you know, like, impossible to translate. But, uh... Yeah, so it's just it's space boxing starring Mark Tough Guy Tyler, uh, and sorry. yeah, star sorry, starring oh, Tyke Tyke Mason, <laughs> yeah, starring Mike Bison, <laughs> you know, fucking an M Bison game would have been a better idea than this. Oh man, you know, M Bison goes to space to box people. That would have been a good tie-in, but I guarantee you, Capcom wasn't going to let loose on this like. You know, and this game came out in like '92. I don't know how long like it was in development for, but like Punch Out came out in like '87, and they spent five years working on this and still only got to this. And it's like this should never have seen the light of the day. I can see why <laughs> David would be confused as to the fact that it actually came out. It did. It should not have. <laughs> like it's uh, utterly bizarre. '92 on the NES. Yes. Yeah. '92. People had moved on to the SNES, and they are like, maybe we can just uh, dump that you know, power punch back there. <laughs> like, oh, this was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's fucking insane. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's hilarious. It, it's, you know, it's terrible. Um, you know, there's not much to say about it. You know, Mike Tyson's not a good person. I don't care how much, uh. You know, people think he's like this fun, whimsical guy who appears in Adult Swim cartoons and the Hangover movies. Now he's an awful, awful man, and uh, you know he should have been replaced in real life by tough guy Mark Tyler. Like that, you know, that would have been uh, you know a nice touch. Like suddenly, uh, you know, hey, whatever happened to that Mike Tyson guy? Oh, I like that other boxer, Mark Tyler. He's a good man. He beat up aliens and you know never uh, never sexually assaulted anybody. 
and he had his opportunity. I mean, the the ring, the, the round girls in this game, it's like alien slugs with titties. Oh. It's a oh, weird yeah. game. So, okay. If there's <laughs> salt in your cum and you come on them, will it mess them up since they're slugs? Uh... Yes, but is there salt in your cup? I, I don't think that Jesse that that gameplay aspect would get the Nintendo seal of approval. Again, they didn't. They, they well, I've always heard that it's salty. So why? I mean, what makes things salty? <laughs> I mean, geez. it's a very good question. Yeah, such a strong way to close the show. On the question of salt. I was gonna go in a completely different direction. I was gonna say like. I'm sad that um this this character I'm sorry Mark Tyler <laughs> yes I'm I'm sad that he like follow never, that David never went on to prominence because um in the in the like early to mid 90s you know black men punching aliens were very popular as we learned from Will Smith in Independence Day Welcome to Dude. Earth Yep you know but see if he ever had to welcome somebody to Earth then it would have ruined the game for this theme. So I'm glad he stayed in space. He took a little of that Earth uh, hospitality to them, baby. It's, uh, you know, God, this would have been a great, like, redo. Like, okay, Power Punch 3 starring fucking, uh, oh, crap. I can't think of Will Smith's character's name in Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, see, I you were going to say it's like Power Punch 3 starring Will Smith as Muhammad Ali. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that's Power Punch 4, man. Oh, How God. do you feel about Dredderick Tatum? I also think that would be a great tie-in. If they had, uh, the Simpsons made so many games, how did they not make a Punch-Out rip-off in which Homer has to box his way through a bunch of people and then box Dredrick Tatum? And like, then the secret unlockable base final boss is Kang and Kodos. Yes. They even made that Simpsons wrestling game, and I feel like Dedrick Tatum would have been a good fit for that. Yeah. You know, boxers are totally wrestlers. It's the same thing. It takes place inside a ring. It's the same exact sport. There's ropes. Um, <laughs> got ropes and men. <laughs> Done. Um, but anyway, yeah, Power Punch 2, a game that did come out. It did. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, man, it's uh, it's a game that really deserves to like take its place in space. It should be fired out of this planet. And, like, off, you know, just let's see what happens. Like, you know, how far is it? Did we just see, like, the first images of the black hole? How long does it take to fire a rocket into that black hole containing all known traces of Power Punch 2? About 55 million years. Okay. We can get to work on that, guys. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. New, new, new Patreon tier, Space Rocket, to get rid of Power Punch 2. No, no, new Patreon tier, Salty Space Cub. <laughs> That's what we call it. <laughs> I was trying to move on from that, John. I can't. But, I know. can't move past that. <sighs> you activated my fucking cum sound. Cum! <laughs> Thanks a lot, John. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's move on to the calculating computer, my man. Calculating computer activated. Computers, beeps, boops. Scoring complete. Come. This game's winner is. John Harrington. Come.
Fantastic. Uh, it's good to be back, guys. Uh, thanks for, thanks for getting us back to salty space. Come there, John. That's uh, that's a really strong finish to the show. All done by you, really. Quite frankly, you know, your fantastic toe jam mineral selection. It was just pushing us in the direction of salty space. Come. Um, excellent show tonight, guys. Tons of fun. Uh, you know, I promise to never take a week off again. Uh, if anybody actually listened last week, you'll know. Johnny is not equipped to be the host of this show. He's the fucking scroll, people. I don't know why this is so unclear. Like, <laughs> it was his doing. <laughs> he is the fucking bad guy. Like, it's the narr- It's the only narrative thread we have on this entire show is Johnny's ineptitude. <laughs> and he finally got a chance to get me off the show. And you guys fell for it. Jesse and David, where, like, you know, I can't believe you didn't have my back. I feel like if he was a scroll. He would have suddenly became really good at the podcast. No, you know what? I I agree with John. Johnny is clearly the scroll. One hundred percent. No one else on this show is the scroll. It's Johnny. And let's have no more discussion of that. So anyway, I get to pick the theme for the next week, and I have been kicking around a theme this week. Speaking scroll of scrolls, games. scroll games. <laughs> no games are shape shifting. No, not also that. Um, I've been playing games with my nephew this week. I got him a cool new video game for his birthday. Uh, not cool, but, you know, or and not new, but, you know, game. Um, it, I got him uh, that Lego Marvel Super something, Super Heroes 2. And I'm like, that's a fun game for a six-year-old. He likes Legos and Marvel stuff, so perfect. And his mom gave me a little shit because now apparently he likes going around the house and like doing beat em up moves <laughs> like the characters in the game. The characters, you know, they, I forgot that even Legos beat up stuff and like slam things around. So apparently E10 is a little too violent for my six year old nephew. I know that's literally why the content rating is there. But for next week's episode, I've got a theme games with. No violence. Good luck, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. Good night. No. <laughs> um, yeah, no, seriously, games with no violence. Uh, I was thinking about it, and, you know, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. It's a little head scratcher. It's, uh, it's going to rule out a lot of modern games. I know exactly what I'm choosing. What about yeah. emotional violence? Uh, that is, you know, see, that's inherent to a lot of video game playing. So that is not a factor in this theme. You know, you're, how you take the gameplay is not uh, not a factor. You know, I need, you know, games in which the gameplay literally contains zero violence. Um, and thank you, everybody, for listening this week. This has been a great show. I'm so glad to be back. Um, you can catch us every week. We're live Wednesday nights, twitch.tv slash game that tune, youtube.com slash game that tune, facebook.com slash game that tune. Join us live. Join us in our discord server. Uh, chat along with us. We appreciate y'all chatting with us. Check us out in podcast form. We come out in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts on Wednesday mornings. And when John's not editing the show, we sound a little better. (laughs) Burn. Uh, no, John, you're doing great. Uh, you know, I appreciate everything you do. Um, but yeah, check us out on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you should check, uh, uh, check out patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the fun home of fun exclusives from, uh, this fun group of guys. And, uh, we got some fun stuff there. It's, uh, the home for our movie commentaries. We've got GTT gyms. We've got Jesse's covered up series. We've got the occasional mixtape 
and your support helps us, uh, you know, upgrade our equipment and do uh, better things on the show and keep our 24-7 video game music stream going on YouTube. So we appreciate all the help. Special thanks to our super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens. You guys are all fantastic, and we greatly appreciate the support. And uh, thank you. Jesse, I just realized, did you ever shout out the requester for that request tonight? <laughs> oh, crap. No, it was uh, someone in the YouTube chat a while ago named Tay Smile. Yes. Thank you, Tay Smile, uh, on YouTube for not using a fucking real name. Um, but great request. You can send us your requests via the YouTube chat. You can send us the requests in our Discord server. Uh, there's a whole channel for requests. You can send them via email, gamethattune.gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at GameThatTune. You can find me on Twitter at JGangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at JPRegan.jr. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at DFDFleming. And you can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at sega underscore legend hell yeah guys so get us those non-violent requests for next week and uh we are gonna go home with some music from a game that's hectic it's crazy it's uh you know it's a fucking fun time and you're fighting a bunch of other people but it's not violent it's uh, one of the round themes from tetris 99 peace out everybody Mickey is copyright 2010 Disney Interactive Studios. The Seventh Saga is copyright 1993 Enix Corporation. Rock and Roll Racing is copyright 1993 Interplay Entertainment Corporation. Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast is copyright 2002 LucasArts Entertainment Company LLC. Toe Jam and Earl Back in the Groove is copyright 2019 Human Nature Studios. Power Punch 2 is copyright 1992 American Softworks Corporation Games. That'll, you can replace that with the Game Over in post. You don't even have your own, the actual Game Over sound? <laughs> no, I don't have the Game Over sound. You've always had it. Damn it! I, <laughs> I've lost it. Uh, whatever, man. Hit the bonus game sound. <laughs>